guys. This is Wheezy from the What Is Truth podcast. Did a live stream on Odyssey Saturday, October the 2nd. Just going over a little bit of the Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay shooting slash massacre in 2021, which is roughly about four years from the anniversary. It was actually on October 1st of 2017. Went over a couple of things, focused heavily on the Jesus Campos, the security guard who had that heroic (laughs) face-to-face with the shooter, Stephen Paddock. Hope you guys enjoy it. And be sure to follow me on Odyssey. This conversation, Odyssey did have issues, but this conversation is uploaded there. You can see the visuals, the pictures, the videos, all that stuff on Odyssey. So make sure you follow me there. Uh, Make sure you follow this podcast here as well, wherever you may be listening to it. Truly appreciate all your support. And we will catch you on the next time. Feel free to, I'm going to leave a little poll question. If you could answer it, that helps me understand what you folks like to listen to uh do you guys like these style of conversations or you know when i cover things like in this manner live or do you prefer when i get guests on let me know this is going to help me deliver a better product in the future so thank you guys all for the support much love Sorry about the delay. Wasn't sure. I was going to do a show, just a bunch of goofy stuff going on in everyday life. Uh, welcome to everyone that made it out. Things that can easily be resolved with a little bit of beer. There we go. Fuck all that shit. Uh, <clears throat> what's up, Miss Cooks? What's going on, Missy? Lovely tea. What's going on, Miss Lovely Miss Lemons? What's up, Miss Secret Squirrel? What's up, Marion? What's up, Breaker of Terry's Testicles? <laughs> Had a boy. Uh, and what's up, Miss Amy? Yeah, sorry about being late. Um, I did do a lot of research uh, on this topic, the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay shooting, Mandalay Bay massacre, 1 October. There's so many names that this incident goes by. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may have not. Uh, But we will talk about it. If you guys want to talk about this or anything else, after we do our little spiel here, 
by all means, reach out to me and we can talk a little shit. Apparently, I killed dogs from Florida. Apparently, I killed dogs out in fucking Liverpool. Some fucked up shit like that. <laughs> uh, the old YouTube days. Not gonna lie, I have been getting a little down with, uh, you know, for example, on this particular thing, I put in a shit ton of effort, ton of work, and when you see, you know, like right now, we got eight people tuned in, nothing against you guys, but it's, it almost feels like you're doing it for nothing, you know? But that's what it is. We did have a good time with Uncle Bobby yesterday on the Honest Truth podcast with Chris. Had a great time. And uh, just that whole censorship shit, you know? That's where everyone's at, YouTube. No one wants to make the small effort into coming to Odyssey. And maybe for some, it's a huge effort. And I hear a lot of complaining and I, I got no control over that. If I could be on YouTube, I would be on YouTube, but this is, but it is, unfortunately. We're here. And some of us are queer. And <laughs> that's all there is to it. Uh, enough of that bitching and moaning. Let's get to the show for our three flames. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, if you guys are not familiar with this shooting that made some kind of headlines, it was huge here in the United States. I don't know if you guys heard of it across the pond or in Australia. Uh, but... Let's read some of the official narrative. Oh, you know what? Let's put the fucking comments up. Maybe not yet. I was just talking some shit. Maybe the comments are not good. <laughs> we'll give it a few minutes until we start talking Vegas. Uh, anyways, let's see. There we go. All right. I like to usually go over the official narratives of things that I want to cover. Uh, according to the official narrative, the Las Vegas, let's see, on the evening of October 1, 2017, Stephen Paddock, a 64-year-old man from Mesquite, Nevada, opened fire upon the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. Country Music Festival, in other words, on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada from his 32nd floor suites in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. He fired more than 1,000 bullets, killing 60 people and wounding 411. With the ensuing panic, bringing the number of injured to 867, about an hour later, Paddock was found dead in his room from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. His motive is officially undetermined. 
Now, I've been doing a lot of research this week, listening to mainstream stories and information, as well as alternative thoughts on the subject. And the number changes quite a bit. Um, you know, it says here he killed 60 people. And yet, this all happened according to the official narrative from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. The 32nd floor had been closed down due to investigation for over a year, I think it was. Recently, they reopened it. The suite where Mr. Paddock shot from is still closed. But the stairwell, emergency stairwell leading up to that floor, the 32nd floor, it doesn't say 32nd floor anymore. It says 57, which is in honor of the victims killed. Some sites say 58, and I believe they include the suicide, quote-unquote, by Mr. Paddock. This article here from Wikipedia says 60 people. The wounding, I've seen numbers from 350 to upwards of 500. And the total wounded from... So those are gunshot wounds, mind you. Total wounded from people getting trampled and all this other shit. Here lists 867. I've seen numbers from 700 to upwards of 900 and change. It was a large thing, scale thing, so little details get messed around with. But as you will, as we continue, you're gonna notice this pattern. Uh, another example is the official narrative timeline has been changed. Three times, the third was the final and last time. And when I mean timeline, it's like the sequence of events. When did this happen? When did that happen? Uh, it's changed three times. And I know for a fact, many of my friends here that in America, this is the event that woke them up. Now, I've talked about the Pulse nightclub in Orlando in 2016. That's what woke me up. So when this happened, I was immediately questioning it. I went to work that morning. They had talked about a gunman opening fire on a country music festival. And he was using high-powered machine guns. And you could hear the machine gun fire on the news report as I was driving to work that morning, they said five people were confirmed dead. That immediately made me scratch my head and said, hell fucking no. A outdoor event with 20,000 people plus, a guy opens fire on them and only kills five people. I knew then I started, you know, my ears were perked up. I was consuming all the information that was coming out and fed to us. And the more and more shit came out, it was pretty evident a lot of fuckery was afoot. Why do I cover these kind of things? 
there's a couple reasons. There's a lot of people still in denial that the government is involved in any of these things or that these types of quote unquote conspiracies ever even happen. It's just people with uh, very active imaginations fill in the gaps. We wear our tinfoil hats and it's all, it's all nonsense. I keep pointing now with this whole thing. I don't know why it happened. There are people that say no one died. There are people that say many died. That's another argument. And I'm not even going to touch that because I don't know. What I'm going to go over is the straight up fuckery. The real fucked up shit that you can verify yourselves. Um, you know, there's people saying that there was no gunshots. There's people saying that. And, and what they claim is that it was just the sound of the speakers from the concert playing the gunshot wound or sounds. I don't buy that necessarily, although I have seen decent um, comments regarding it. There are people. There's so many theories. It's kind of like September 11. You know, we're hologram planes and use. I don't believe in that shit, but other people do. I think once you start getting into stuff that is not very readily available to verifiably prove one way or another, that's when you start uh, getting into murky water. And that's where people that don't believe in this shit, you can scare them away. So that's why I try to stick with shit that you can actually prove with facts. The fact that the official Las Vegas shooting timeline has been changed three fucking times is not a conspiracy theory. This is a fact. And some of the key informations that were changed, you can see why they would change the timeline because if they didn't change the timeline, their entire official narrative would collapse. So they had to massage these little fucking details into it. The I'm going to touch on Jesus Campos today. He was a security guard for the Las Vegas shooting. And to me, it's one of the least. Uh, it's, it hasn't been reported enough, in my opinion. And I'm going to go over some facts there. There's so many rabbit holes, just like 9-11, you can go down on, on, on this topic. And I've just spent a little bit of a rant. So let me get back to it. The incident is the deadliest mass shooting committed by an individual in the United States history. It focused attention on firearm laws in the U.S. Highlight that shit. Particularly with regard to bump stocks. Keep that in mind, bump stocks. Which Paddock used to fire shots in rapid succession at a rate similar to that of automatic firearms. Bump stocks were banned by the U.S. Department as a result of this in December 2018. But the ban was reversed by the Sixth Circuit Court of the Appeals on March 25th, 2021. Oh shit, I didn't know that. So there we go. Bump stocks were a key central 
focus after the Las Vegas shooting. And as it says right there, a bump stock, uh, it gives the ability of a gun, it basically converts a gun into a automatic weapon. The guns, there was three guns that were pointing out the window down into the concert goers, and they were all on tripods. I'm not a gun expert myself, but in listening to gun experts, they're saying, putting a bump stock on a gun that's already on a tripod makes zero sense at all. So, another little tidbit. Perpetrator. Stephen Paddock was a 64-year-old former auditor and real estate businessman who had been living in 80 miles northeast of Las Vegas in a retirement community in Mesquite, Nevada. He was twice divorced, had a long-term girlfriend who had no known children. He was son of Benjamin Paddock, a bank robber who was on the FBI's most wanted list between 1969-1977. Paddock's only recorded interactions with law enforcement were traffic citations. Now the rest of it says Paddock was a high-stakes gambler. I, I call bullshit on this other fucking bullshit after doing all this research. Who placed bets at high enough level to earn valuable comps, free benefits such as rooms and meals. He was a familiar figure to casino hosts in Las Vegas, but was not well known among other high-stakes gamblers because he mostly played single-player video poker. He reportedly kept to himself and was a heavy drinker. Paddock had lost significant amount of wealth over the previous two years, but had paid off all gambling debts before the shooting. <sighs> I don't believe those last two sentences. To me, the important thing is right here. He was the son of Benjamin Paddock, a bank robber who was on the FBI's most wanted list between 69 and 77. Let's go and examine Mr. Benjamin Hoskins Paddock. Uh, let's see. So. Ah, fuck. Of course they're not going to talk about that shit. So, uh, let's see in the criminal career. Sorry guys, I'm looking at... Let's see. Sorry, I just made a weird noise. Okay, it's not saying it here. From what I was able to gather, Mr. Paddock was indeed a infamous bank robber in the late 60s, early 70s. He escaped from federal prison. All right. He was then caught again and apparently served one year. This is where people think or theorize that Mr. Paddock, father, daddy Paddock, became a informant for the CIA. How the fuck are you going to be on the FBI's list for that fucking long, escape from federal prison, get caught, serve one fucking year? That story makes zero sense. So this is where shit starts getting really squirrely with this fucking character. 
Then his son, Mr. Paddock. I went, let's go back to Mr. Stephen Paddock, the alleged shooter. He's listed as a high stakes gambler and all this fucking shit. He was allegedly, according to the official narrative, he spent his money on video fucking poker. <laughs> it's a crock of shit, man. This guy made shit tons of money. But it's funny how on the perpetrator part on Wikipedia, it just says that. Uh, let's see. Okay. He was an auditor and real estate businessman. I found out that Mr. Stephen Paddock was an auditor, was indeed an auditor for Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin has played a huge role in the military with high security detail and whatnot. <laughs> Come on, Wikipedia, why'd you leave that shit out? So, Mr. Paddock has ties to the infamous Lockheed Martin. His dad got some kind of a weird backroom deal with the FBI and CIA. This is why people start questioning shit. People like me. What's with all these weird ass connections and, and weird shit going on already with this alleged perpetrator? All right, let's go to the attack according to the official narrative. The mass shooting occurred between 10.05 p.m. and 10.15 p.m. on October 1, 2017. All right. It was the third and final night of the festival when the shooting began. Country music singer Jason Aldean was given closing performance. Shortly before 10 p.m., hotel security guard Jesus Campos, will focus on this motherfucker soon, was sent to the 32nd floor to investigate an open door alert. He attempted to open the door and provided immediate access to the floor, but found that it would not open. After Campos entered the floor, he discovered an L-shaped bracket screwed to the door and door frame, which was responsible for barring the door from opening. After reporting the discovery to his dispatch center, he heard what he thought was the sound of rapid drilling. <laughs> Coming from the room uh, 32, 135, that was Paddock's rooms, and went to investigate the matter. At approximately 10.05, uh, he was hit in the right thigh. This is key right here. The, he says, I've heard the report thigh. He calls it his leg. And the injury looks like it happened, like he got a little scratch on his calf. I don't know who Jesus Campos is. I don't think he was a security guard at all. I think he's a crisis actor. Story's bullshit. I'm not hating on the guy. It's going to sound like I hate the guy. I'm not hating on him. Uh, put yourself in a situation like that where you're told you have to say this fucking bullshit story. 
We'll give you some money. You're going to live okay. You don't go along with this shit and your ass disappears. So I think this is what happened with this guy right here. Uh, so let's see. And immediately informed the hotel by radio and cell phone he had been shot, though he believed he had been shot with a BB or pellet gun. <laughs> so Stephen Paddock is shooting rounds through military-grade weapons using high-caliber guns that can apparently blow people's brains out from a mile away. But this guy... Upon getting hit by this ammo, he thinks he got hit by a BB gun or a pellet gun. <laughs> and he just had a scratch on his fucking calf. At the same time, maintenance worker Stephen Shuck, another fucking crisis actor right here, was on the same floor to fix the door that Campos had reported as being barricaded. The already wounded Campos encountered Shuck and told him to take cover. Shook contacted hotel dispatchers over the radio, informed them of the ongoing shooting, and told them to call the police. Neither the Las Vegas Metro or MGM International, the Mandalay Bay's owners, have confirmed when information about the initial shooting was relayed to the police. That's one of the other red flags. Jesus Campos, instead of calling 911, calling police, he checks in. With his supervisors. <laughs> uh, huge red flag. You got fucking. You're getting shot at. You could have died. And your first thing is call your supervisor. You're a fucking security guard bro. <laughs> Unarmed security guard. So these are red flags. And this is why I go over the official narrative man. As we go through it. Just laugh point out the fuckery in the official stories after paddock used a hammer to break two of the windows in both of his suites he began shooting so the official story this is the revised official story he gets in a shootout with this security guard six minutes later he then starts making it rain into the crowd of the concert Originally, in the first timeline, Paddock was shooting, shooting at people down below, and he noticed Jesus Campos coming up to his suite, and that's when he diverted his attention to Jesus, shot at him, and then proceeded to start shooting once more. This is huge. How the fuck are you going to make these huge, huge timelines? But then, even after you see this initial event, so he started shooting at the security guard and then went on his killing spree? <laughs> the story makes zero fucking sense. And just like with all these other conspiracies where the cameras are always somehow malfunctioning or, or working, I have been to Las Vegas many times 
ever since I was a kid. Countless times. I can't tell you how many fucking times I've been to Vegas. I know Vegas very well. If you go to Vegas, hypothetically speaking, and <clears throat> I don't know, you you just suddenly got the urge to rub a load out in a corner in the hotel somewhere, you would immediately get arrested for indecent exposure, blah, blah, blah. You can't do a fucking thing without being caught on camera in the hotels. And yet all these years later, it's been four years, we haven't seen this heroic sequence of events where this unarmed security guard takes... Here's another thing. The timeline now says that he took 32 rounds from Paddock. 32 rounds. One of those rounds hitting Jesus Campos. The original narrative said that he, Paddock, took, shot him 200 fucking rounds. And that's how he got shot in the fucking leg. The whole thing is fucking bullshit. And now this is why he's saying he he thought it was a BB gun because it wasn't a bullet now. Now it's shrapnel. All these fucking things changing, these stories changing, these timelines changing. This is what has made many people that prior to this did not believe in conspiracies or that the government would fuck with them. This is what woke them up because you see the bullshit just going and playing right before your fucking eyes. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm reading this from the Wikipedia, one of the official versions. Uh, let's see. After Paddock used the hammer to break two of the windows in both of his suites, he began shooting through them at 10.05. He ultimately fired over 1,000 rifle rounds. Approximately 490 yards equals 450 meters into the festival audience. He initially started out with a few single gunshots before firing and bursts that usually range from 80 rounds to 100 rounds. Many people in the crowd initially mistook the gunfire for fireworks. During the shooting, a security fence hindered concert goers from fleeing the 15-acre concrete lot. The gunfire continued with some momentary pauses over the span of 10 minutes and ended by 10.15. In addition to shooting at the concert goers, Paddock fired eight bullets at a lar large jet fuel tank at a McCarran International Airport 2,000 feet away. Those Two of those two bullets stuck the exterior of the tank with one bullet penetrating the tank. The tank did not explode because jet fuel is most likely kerosene and also melts uh, steel beams. We know that now, uh, which is unlikely to ignite when struck by a bullet. <laughs> During the shooting, police officers were initially confused whether the shots were coming from the Mandalay Bay nearby Luxor Hotel, which, one, which is the one that looks like a pyramid, or the festival grounds. There were also multiple false reports of additional shooters at other hotels on the Strip. 
Officers eventually spotted multiple flashes of gunfire from the middle of the northern side of the Mandalay Bay and responded to the hotel. At 10.12 p.m., two officers on the 31st floor reported the sounds of gunfire on the floor above them when officers arrived on the 32nd floor at 10.17 p.m. and encountered Campos a minute later. He directed them to Paddock's room. I'm going to show you guys that video. And helped others evacuate. Campos was then directed to seek medical attention for himself. Between 10.26 p.m. and 10.30, eight additional officers arrived. On the 32nd floor, some of those officers manually breached through the door. Paddock had screwed shut the bracket. So Paddock had two suites that he had rented out, but one of them was fucking locked shut. <laughs> ah, you would think he would have them both open so he could just fucking alternate from one suite to the other. Uh, just fuckery all around, man. Um... Using a master key that was provided by Campos at 10.55 p.m., the officers finished evacuating guests at 11.20 p.m. Police breached room 132, 135 with explosives. Uh, that recording is funny. It sounds like Shook, one of the engineers. The voice sounds just like, like breaching the door, breach, breach, breach. <laughs> like he did that with his own fucking voice. I could be wrong. Could be an actual breach. It just sounds so cheesy and corny. And the funny thing is it sounds exactly like that crisis actor, Stephen Shuck, uh, doing that shit. But that's just speculation on my part. There's a lot of weird fucking shit, man, for sure. All right. Enough of that. Let's see. All right. Fuck it. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to... You lovely folks. Play some fucking comments now. Uh, Alright. Alright. So. In this whole situation. There's there's so many angles to take it. Uh, I've seen people claim that helicopters were used to spray. I'm going to play the video. One of the more damning videos was taken by Miss Corey. What the hell's her name? Miss Corey something. I did sub to her. I can subscribe. And I did. She only has 141 subs. And everyone involved with this Las Vegas shooting has watched her, sh her videos. You know? used her videos her video has gotten millions of views and yet she did not get fucking <laughs> she didn't get any fucking credit for it which is pretty fucking ridiculous if you ask me uh, where the fuck are you Corey damn it might be on the wrong account Las Vegas sorry guys this is why I started late. I didn't, I didn't have it already, man. So it's one of the reasons. And I was getting a little frustrated because I spent so much fucking time, and it takes a lot of time. I don't think people realize how much time it takes something to get it going. So here we are. It doesn't matter. We're here now. It's all good. Um, I'm gonna show you guys 
the exclusive clip. All right. Where are you? I'm gonna play you guys a clip. It's about 15 minutes. I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but I want you guys to get it. Just let's watch it together. Fuck it, let's go. Okay, so this is video. This is from an Uber driver. Okay. And her video is fucking gold. Listen to the sounds. And some yeah, of the sounds. Sounds like automatic gunfire. See, she was an Uber driver, right in front of the Mandalay Bay, and she has 15 minutes of footage. But if you listen to the sounds, it sounds like it's. See that? Yeah, that sounded far like away. Coming from um, farther away. You hear that? She's saying it sounds like it's coming from farther away. Then you're gonna hear shit right above her fucking head. So this is why people are saying there's multiple shooters. Bam. How do you explain that? <laughs> I bet she was scared out of her mind. But let me let me play that again for you guys. Sounds like it's coming from um, farther away. You guys hear that? All these shots were taken from one fucking suite, according to the official narrative. But listen to this video. You can hear shit going on in the background. You guys hear that? Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from um, farther away. See how distant that those shots sound? And then all of a sudden, right above her fucking head. <laughs> God, I'd be sh she, she's a fucking badass. I would have been shitting my pants right there. This, this, uh, person's, uh, Miss Corey's video has been used by a lot of people. Okay. Now, it's, she's gonna go on. She records a lot of, uh, lot of shit, which is awesome. Gets it, you know, it's good to have it for the record. Something's going on. Okay. The thing is, she eventually drives around, drives around, drives around. And, uh, she doesn't really know what's going on. Oh, you know what? Let's watch her scene. At, she talks about how no one's, it's weird how no one's really running. She's like, what the fuck I'm is going on? I'm not sure why people aren't running, but there's a security guard. What's he doing? You know, for there being gunfire, sure doesn't seem like people are, uh, 
We're running. Oh, shit. Seriously, I don't know what's going on. This is an Uber driver, remember that. She's Where just chilling, working. I'm right here by the porch at Mandalay Bay and everything just seems to be normal here. She's right at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, this is one of the most gold pieces of footage out there. Just all sitting. Let me forward it because it is 15 We're minutes. She eventually drives around. She's trying to get through, trying to get through, and she gets in front of near where the festival's at. And then eventually, a lot of people start running, start running. And some yeah, of those you got people, people climbing over the fence here at the festival and people running around. And this gives you a glimpse of the fucking hell. I'm sure it was hell that night. You know? But eventually, some people are gonna jump into her fucking car. These people are fucking weird and shady as well. Who knows if they were crisis actors or any of that shit. I don't know. It's very, very strange. People running. And I'm sure there were tons of people There's that people were running. legitimately there at a, uh, at a festival. A concert. They had no idea. I guess it was at the festival then, but it sounded like it was at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, so you can only imagine. Okay, let's see. I'm trying. I'm okay. These people storm my car. See, she's just chilling, trying to make sense of it all, and then. <laughs> I guess go, it was at the festival then, but it sounded like it was at Mandalay Bay. Things go zero to sixty real quick. Yeah. I'm surprised this is on YouTube, to be honest. See, those people are gonna get on there. Alright, okay, okay. Broken leg, broken leg. Yeah, yeah, okay. He had a broken leg, but he was running. Okay, anywhere, anywhere. Is there somebody out there? Yes, absolutely. Alright, go, 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 okay. Alright, alright. Oh, God, there is an active shooter, okay. Are you kidding me? Now this goes hell. You guys should watch it on your own. Uh, her name is Corey Langdon. Is her YouTube channel? That's the only video on her channel. Again, she only has 141 subs. It's almost ridiculous, you know. And everyone has seen her footage. Her footage has been seen millions of fucking times. I guess it's kind of like me doing the Cali interview and then other people posting it and getting <laughs> more views than my original version. It's funny how shit like that works, but definitely check it out. It's pretty mayhem. You guys can make your own mind on it. Uh, there's other shit I wanted to show you guys, but uh, that does give you a sense into imagine being a 
concert goer and running into that shit, you know? Um, definitely chaotic, crazy shit all around. Uh, let's see. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of wild um, when you really, really dig into it. The twists and turns, uh, everything. So, I want to focus tonight on Mr. Jesus Campos. Jesus Campos was, let me put his mugshot, just kidding, mugshot. His image on the screen. Welcome to the stream. Just kidding. <laughs> How stupid. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Oh, motherfucker. Let's go. Okay. So Jesus Campos was a security guard that um should I blow this fucking picture up? Yeah, fuck it. Let's talk about him right now. Okay. And it's good that you guys get a good look at him because after doing more research, I'm not sure anymore. But this is the picture we were told of Jesus Campos. Looks like a somewhat skinny gentleman, security guard. And what really interested me in part was because he's a Mexican-American just like myself. And so I wanted to see what's up, man. You know, he was held as a hero. Let's see what's going on. And as you dig deep, his story just doesn't hold up, doesn't add up. And it becomes clear. He only made two interviews, and in the second interview, he's got these fucking diamond-studded earrings and fucking braces. <laughs> and apparently, he's balling now. Uh, you cooperate, you'll get to ball, you know? Uh, you start calling bullshit on this, you may disappear. And unfortunately, that's how it, that's how it rolls. <sighs> All right. Might be time for another beer. Let me show you the clip of Mr. Jesusito Campos. Shout, shout out to uh, Susanita. But Jesusito Campos. Um, let's see. Where the fuck are you, motherfucker? Uh, sorry. I did not just. <laughs> fuck, man. Sorry, I just got all this shit in my head. Uh, where the fuck are you, motherfucker? Okay, get rid of that. And we go to my history. Hopefully I don't have any nefarious activities going on. Just kidding. Uh, okay, where's the video I was looking for? This one. Uh, where the fuck is you? Crazy motherfucker. Okay, here we go. Found the video. Let's fucking go. Okay, this video is from... Uh, this video is from the... Uh, so if you're listening on Spotify, I'm playing the video right now where... The official narrative states that... A few more officers joined Jesus Campos to direct them where the shooter was. Mr. Paddock was. Alright? 
and that says trill that's exactly it john cullen does have a lot of stuff on on las vegas uh but i think he covers that helicopters were shooting down on people i don't know if i necessarily buy it but he does have a lot of interesting shit 100 good shit uh that says trail hopefully i'm saying your name right uh okay so let me play for you let me play for you let me let me play this little horrible clip here okay uh this is from the las vegas review journal channel so there's jesus campos right there what let me blow this bitch up where's the blood bro later okay see he's got no fucking blood he's got nothing nothing this jesus campos Got nothing here. And pay attention to what he says. I might may have to uh higher up the volume for you guys. What let me fucking do that now. Uh, sorry guys. Uh let me lower or higher it up so you guys can hear it. Pay attention to what he says. There's a couple of interesting things that he says here. Blow up the fucking screen for y'all. Here we go. But again, Look, he's got no blood right here. Nothing. Look at that. Pause it again. Nothing. No blood. No blood. This guy just took a bullet from a military-grade weapon. It should have fucking shattered his fucking leg. There's nothing there. I don't know. I don't know if it's a pellet or a twenty-two or... What he just said right there. Listen to it again. A pellet or a twenty-two or I don't know. I don't know if it's a pellet or a twenty-two or he doesn't know if it's from a pellet or a twenty-two. So he took to the newly revised official story. Because the original version says he took 200 fucking rounds and one of those 200 rounds struck him on the fucking leg but the official revised version now says it was only 30 rounds took 30 rounds from high powered rifles guns huge ammunitions one of those Bullets well placed is enough to kill you instantly. And yet, no blood, nothing. Just chilling right there. Uh, and he doesn't know if it was a pellet gun or a 22. <laughs> Which is essentially a fucking pellet gun. <laughs> I'm surprised Wikipedia did get that right. I'll give Wikipedia credit for that. They didn't omit that. I thought they would take that out. Okay, let's go on. Okay. 
So here you have this guy on his microphone who knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, the direction I'm shooting is probably the people, so look out for that. You guys hear that? Let's play it again. Uh, the direction I'm shooting is probably the people, so look out for that. The direction of the shooter is probably the people, so look out for that. Weird ass shit, man. Okay, let's go on to our next clip. I'm gonna play for you next. Um, I'm gonna play for you next the video of Mr. Jesus Campos along with the sound engineer. I'm gonna play all eight minutes. That'll allow me to go get a drink, maybe have a play, I don't know, and uh, get back and <laughs> play some video poker. And uh, it's interesting to me. The So before I play that clip, though, Mr. Jesus Campos was the guy who... was one of the key witnesses to it all, all right? And shortly after this, he didn't get medical attention. This is according to the newly revised. The first, obviously, he got shot in the leg. Um, he shouldn't be able to walk or any of that shit. But uh, he went to Mexico. Left the country. Drove to Mexico from Las Vegas and went for the weekend and then disappeared again. No, no one heard from him. Everybody and their mom wanted to interview him. You know, he had a face to face with Mr. Paddock, essentially. And he disappears, goes to Mexico. My. Theory is that during this time he was getting coached up on what he was going to say, how he was going to say it. Get your fucking story straight. And then we can release you to the hounds. Just so fucking weird. But uh, let me. Pl so he disappears for weeks after this, not not giving statements, not doing anything. And then. When he finally appears in the limelight, Mr. Jesus Campos does an interview with the New York Times. Does an interview with MSNBC. An interview with Fox News. Now, he decided to do a fucking interview with Ellen DeFuckingGeneres. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, man. Why Ellen DeGeneres instead of a quote-unquote legitimate news place? Uh, we'll get into that afterwards. So let me find... Let me find this lovely clip for you. You fucking heathens. Heathen-ass motherfuckers. 
Fuck you guys. You guys are not. See, I'm gonna fucking cuss you guys out, motherfuckers. Fuck YouTube. YouTube can suck my nutsack. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. That brief explosion, rhetorical, bukkake, was because we're on Odyssey. Might as well take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Already here. Already here, goddammit. Might as well just fucking roll with it, brother. <laughs> ah, Sorry. Uh, fuck, man. What am I doing, man? What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing, man? Uh, fuck, I'm fucking lost and confused. What the fuck? Okay. I'm supposed to go to my history. History. Open up the history of your heart to me. Would you? Would you? Would you really? Come on. Come on, brother. Uh, where the fuck is you at, bitch? Okay. That's not it. Okay, here we go. Thank you both for being here. Shut up. I'm going to play for you guys. We're going to watch it together. I may pause at instances to go over some shit. Thank you guys all that give me some of them fucking library books. Fuck yeah, you guys are awesome. Marianne, Miss Tay, validating user, validating user. Fuck yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you for kicking ass. Um, okay, well, so uh, let's play some of this fucking thing right here. I did not have sexual relations. With that woman. Oh fuck, what am I doing? Okay. Fuck man, I can't work this shit. Okay, here we go. Alright. Let's play. Here Let's and uh first of all, how are you both doing? I'm doing better each day. Um slowly okay. but surely just uh healing physically. Watch his mannerisms. Yeah, I imagine. If you guys need I imagine to stop that talking that shit that in the comments. Pay attention to his mannerisms. Yeah. yeah. And how are you doing, Stephen? Definitely, it's definitely hard. Uh, as each fuck, day passes, fuck, though, fuck, uh, we're fuck, working fuck. to to get over this. <laughs> Pay attention to their fucking acting, uh, crisis acting shenanigans. Look at that motherfucker got the tilted grin. Remember Stephen Campos in the security video? He looked like a skinny, um, regular sized man, maybe even taller. Now, apparently, he lost a little bit of height, and he gained about 100 pounds. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, for the longest time, I said it was a different guy, different guy. I'm not so sure anymore. It is pretty fucking weird how this motherfucker put on 100 pounds in just a couple of weeks. Maybe he reached a deal. He's like, fuck yeah, party time. I'm going to be buying some fucking taquitos de carnitas y la chingada, you know? Some shit like that. Some Mexican dishes. And homeboy got fucking fat. He became a little fatapus. But uh, pay attention. I think these motherfuckers are both crisis actors. This is the engineer. So Jesus Campos was called up to Paddock's floor. All right got called up he investigated it he noticed one of the doors leading up to paddock's rooms was locked with a nail bracket so as upon investigating it paddock started shooting at him 30 rounds 
originally 200 rounds, but now it's 30 fucking rounds. He had, prior to that, had called this fucking schmuck. I mean, Stephen Shuck. Um, he had called this fucking schmuck. He's the engineer, quote unquote. And look at this. Look at the likes to dislikes. This, these guys are fucking heroes. These guys are fucking supposedly heroes. And they got this amount of... They got like Uncle Terry. Fucking Andrew guy and the piece of shit motherfucker type of dislikes and likes. That's what they got right here. Because no one believes it. And you'll see why no one's buying into this shit. This video has been edited. The original version was like 20 minutes long. I remember watching it. The comments were on. Look at this shit right here. Oh shit, they pulled an Amber Hoaxley. Let's turn those comments off, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's pay attention to these fucking clowns. They are full of shit. But uh, he's being coached throughout the entire story. And you'll, you'll see what happens. Here you go. Okay, so Jesus, you're the security officer, and uh, and uh, and you were called to check on a door that was. I guess when a door is left open for a certain amount of time, you're you're supposed to go check on it, right? Yes, we got notifications, making sure that uh, uh, to secure them, or if they were already been secured, just uh, making that. Uh, that check on the doors. Okay, so you were going up the fire escape to get there? Uh, via the stairwell from, mm -hmm. I was coming from the 31st up to the 32nd. Right. Uh, when I approached the door, uh, it didn't open and it, it was blocked off, so I had to reroute. Um, I Is that a normal thing that the door at the fire escape, or the stairwell would be blocked off? No, they're always supposed to remain open. Right. And so, um, after I would drop down and then came back through the hallway. Uh, and then I approached the room, got into the door. Uh, there was a metal bracket holding the door in place. Right, so what we're talking about here, just so everybody is clear. Okay, so this is where the, the hotel room was, where the shooter was. This is the stairway, where, and this door here was blocked, and you didn't know that till you came up in the, in, through the elevator and went through this door and saw that there was something blocking that door. And, and when you saw that, did you think, that's weird, why would somebody put brackets on a door? Yeah, that, that's just uh, out of the ordinary. It's that was the normal. beginning? Yeah. Okay, and then you walk out of this, and this just slammed? Um, well, when I was in between that area, I was calling uh, security dispatch to get transferred to engineering. Uh, they didn't know anything about it, so uh, they dispatched an engineer to uh, go uh, verify what that was. Um, That's when you got called? Yes. Okay. And at that time, I heard uh, what I assumed it was drilling sounds. And you I thought bullet I sounds was drilling sounds. Get somehow. the fuck out of so here. You thought the drilling, it, they were gunshots, but you thought it was just drilling sounds. At first, uh, I think it was just drilling sounds. Right. So then, at what point did you get shot? What happens here? Um, as that door's closing and it's so heavy, uh, it'll, it'll slam. I'm walking down this way, and I believe that's what um, caught uh, the shooter's attention. Um, <laughs> as I was walking down, um, I heard rapid fire, and... I thought you heard drilling sounds, I, I took cover. I felt a burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up, and I saw the blood. 
That's when I called it in on my radio that shots have been fired. And I was going to say that I was hit, but I uh, got all over my cell phone just to clear that radio traffic for they can coordinate uh, the, the rest of the call. So, so, it, so he shot, you didn't even know, he shot through this door, right? Yeah, from behind the door. I didn't know how he was shooting, yeah. uh, but he shot out. Right, so you didn't even know it was coming from here. So, it's Steve, it's Steve, at this point, so you're called up. You just think that you're coming to look at a door that's been blocked in the firewall, right? Is yeah, it me, or am I the only one that finds it weird that fucking Ellen has the fucking plans <laughs> to the hotel layout? Like, ready to go. It's almost like she's coaching them into what they're going to be saying next. All right, here we go. I didn't think anything uh, out, of, out of the ordinary at the time. I came from oh, a higher shit. floor and came down a different hallway uh, service elevator. And I walked out and I rounded the corner for the 100 hallway. And that's when I, you know, it was quiet at this time. And the doors are set back, as you can see, and that about a foot. And Jesus was uh, towards the end of the hallway, but I didn't, I didn't know at that time. I thought I saw someone uh, like pop out of the cubby and I kept walking and you know once I got more than halfway is when I saw Jesus and I started to hear shooting and I thought at the time I didn't know it was shooting I thought it was a jackhammer and you know as an engineer I'm like we're not we're not working up here this late at night we wouldn't be doing that right and it was I believe outside it wasn't in the hallway yet and that's when Jesus he uh, he leaned out and he said take cover take cover and yelled at me and within milliseconds if he didn't say that I, I would have got hit because he was still shooting so so you would have been hit had he not told you you could feel a pressure going past you just even being out of the way yes and we're, we're like were guests coming out of the doorways uh, there was a female that uh, came out and I told her to go back inside it wasn't safe mm -hmm. um, shortly after that's when Steven was approaching, and I told him to stay back and get cover, um, and that's when more rounds were dispersed. Right. Wow. So, and, and I mean, it really, he saved your life, and he saved the, also the woman that came out of the, the door to, to go into the hallway. Um, so, I know, first of all, you know, Thank you so much for being here. And, and I know that you've had so many people asking for you to tell the story and to talk about this. And I understand your reluctance because you just want this to be over. So you're talking about it now, and then you're not going to talk about it again. And I don't blame you because why relive this over and over again? But it's helpful for people to understand what a hero you are because you being shot in the leg saved so many people's lives. And instead of you just getting out of there, you uh, saved Stephen's life. You saved that woman's life and who knows how many other people. And uh, so we just wanted to celebrate you. That's why you're here today. Thank because you. we want to thank you for what you've done. Even after this happened, uh, instead of going to the hospital, you stayed to help the police and give them all the information they needed to piece these things together. And, uh, and also, what, what else did you want to mention? I just want to mention all the people that assisted that night, uh, whether it was Metro, the FBI, uh, the community especially, coming uh, together to help everyone in need, uh, the first responders, um, even the people <coughs> that got called in to assist in the hospitals. And yeah, just everything is puts pieces together on how everyone came together to help that night, even in the darkest hour.
Yes, there were a lot of people that, that showed up to help. Um, all right, and Stephen? So they're being celebrated as heroes for uh, what, man? Definitely, I want to thank the first responders and people on the ground at the show helping. This guy's helping a straight up schmuck I mean, I right here. The acts of humanity were thank Jesus again. Hey, Zeus. From my family and, and all my. That's what you motherfuckers in the Facebook group better start calling me. Hey, Zeus. No, that's that's the alternate version of saying Jesus Campos. Enough of that shit. Fuck that. I'm drinking four beers today. I don't give a fuck. My friends and, and everybody for, for saving my life. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's uh, really, you did. I, I don't know if you're taking all that in. And I know, like you said, it's it's hard. You think about that a lot. And you did. You saved people's lives. Um, and we, of course, wanted to give you money. We wanted to, and you both were very, very uh, specific. You said you don't want money. You don't want money. <laughs> uh, 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 of course, uh, you guys didn't want money. Uh, 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 you're going to disappear for all these fucking weeks. You're not going to get any fucking money. Uh, it's a crock of fucking shit. These motherfuckers got paid, man. Money at all, so you're not getting any money. All right? So. Uh, oh, oh, that was so funny, Alan. Degenerous. Oh, my God, yeah. We're not going to give you money. But, but Stephen, your favorite team is the Colts, and you've never been to a game, so the NFL is flying you to meet the team and get VIP tickets, so you're going to go see the Colts. All right? All right. And, uh, and then also, it's over here. Okay, um, also, Jesus, you're a fan of the Oakland Raiders, and Shutterfly is going to give you season tickets when the team goes to Las Vegas. You're going to be able to see them. Um, also, we know it's really important for you to, uh, that everyone is recognized. So Shutterfly uh, cares about supporting communities, so it's going to make a donation of $25,000 in your name to the GoFundMe page that's dedicated to helping victims of the shooting. Um, Thank you. For more information on how you can help the victims of Las Vegas shooting, go to our website. Shut the fuck up. Fucking. Oh, excuse me, I'm burping. Oh, second beer, but. See what happens. <laughs> Skype link is in the description if you guys want to call in. I'll, I'll wrap this up soon. I've gone over, and I hope it's saved. I should have recorded from the very beginning because Odyssey is acting up. If you guys are having issues on Odyssey, you guys aren't fucking A. What the fuck is this shit? Motherfucker. It's acting up and uh, we will resolve them accordingly. Hopefully. I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, what other interesting videos do I have for you? All right, this is an addition that I did not cover on the Odyssey live stream. And it's very interesting that there were many, many crisis actors. You can find loads and loads of videos showcasing these quote-unquote crisis actors, in my opinion, 
Jesus Campos and his buddy Stephen Shook, the quote unquote engineer, are crisis actors. I said that in the stream earlier that my theory for him disappearing for weeks after the shooting, when he was one of the quote unquote key witnesses, is because he was being coached on getting his story straight. It's because of his story, the timeline. The official narrative timeline had to change three fucking times. Uh, but I did not go into many of the other very fishy, sketchy crisis actors. I'm going to show you guys some, and I missed out on it. Maybe I'll do a part two on Las Vegas. There was a lot of stuff that I missed out, so I realize it. I apologize for it, so it's just a huge, huge topic and um these types of things happen so let me play you a clip from this gentleman here listen to it you have to see the video though it's by abc news i would probably enter las vegas shooting survivor describes helping a wounded friend and maybe the video will come up that way or I'll link it here on Spotify. But he's just smiling, grinning. And I know people react different in these high stakes situations. But at what point in time do you say, you know what? This dude is full of shit. Okay. He was a concert goer, he was getting shot at roughly half a mile to a mile away by Mr. Paddock and his friend right next to him receives three shots to the chest I mean just by listening to that that should tell you right away that the story is full of shit Paddock is shooting, allegedly, from the 32nd floor between half a mile to a mile away down below. And supposedly he's spraying down at the crowd concert goers. That's the other thing that's fishy. So many headshots. I mean, this guy was a dead eye. The high power, high caliber gun <laughs> just spraying, getting headshots. Not saying that didn't happen or people didn't die. I'm not I'm not of the belief I think people did die. Now how many? I don't know. That's debatable. And the reason I, I question it, I know it sounds harsh, especially if you don't believe or you know, you think going down this way of thinking is Looney Tunes. Listen to this guy. If you believe in official narratives, this guy's full of shit. His friend took three Gunshot wounds to the chest. A small area on the body from a mile away. So it's like Stephen Paddock had it in it. Out of the thousands, over 22,000 people there. He managed to hit one guy three fucking times in the chest. Completely full of shit story. I even think Stephen Steve Stephanopoulos, the reporter, finds it incredible. But... He presses on with the interview. So here we go. Let me play it. 
Mike Kronk, who was at the concert when the shooting broke out. Mike, just a horrifying scene right there. Tell us what you went through. Um, it was very horrifying. At first, uh, it sounded like fireworks, and then uh, my buddy that was standing right next to me uh, said, I'm hit. And then we knew it was real, and uh, it was chaos. We got him down, and people screaming, and... Uh, he got hit right in the chest? Just pretty horrific. My, my buddy got shot three times in the chest. How is he? And this is what I mean. You have to see the video. His eyes. When you know someone's lying, they're not looking at the camera. He's looking down. His eyes are blinking a hundred times a second. The telltale uh, signs that he's lying. The story is bullshit. And he's smiling and grinning. And then towards the end, he does try to cry. And again, I've already addressed it. I know people react in weird ways under high stressful situations but come on man thought it was firecrackers and then once his friend took three shots to the chest they knew it was real <laughs> let's continue what's he doing i uh, last i heard i haven't been on the you know leave here but he said he was gonna be good so his friend got shot in the chest three times, but last he heard from him, you know, they were texting each other, presumably. Texted him, he's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, let's go on. My goodness. So tell us what happened in those moments afterwards. How did you all get out of there? We, uh, most people started scattering and they, uh, climbed the fence, but I had to stay with my buddy there. So we, uh, got him over. See the pauses. He looks away like he's being coached to say, stick to the script. Never says his buddy's name. This is kind of like in the, if you listen to my podcast um, that I did. On the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting, similar, similar situation in that I had one person that I call the crisis actor. He's talking about his his boyfriend, but then calls him his buddy and all this shit. It's like it's the same shit that just repeats over and over and over again. That was episode number 53. If you go down the podcast episodes number 53 is a post night club so if you want to check that out i encourage you to listen to that but uh yeah just so many similar things you can pick apart and that's to me red flags that we're getting lied to a lot of fuckery is a foot for the fence once the fires stop and slid them under a stage so we were safe and then we uh, we transported him around the backside of the event. How did you get him around? How did got you him stop over the to bleeding? the triage? There was three of us carrying him, and there was a cart. And so we got got him on the cart, and we wheeled that around. <laughs> so you were able to get him to the triage, and then where did you all go next? And how did you find safety? 
Well, I wasn't really worried about the safety part because uh, I was going to stay with my buddy. Um, buddy. There were no ambulances available, really, because it was a... Somebody called the ambulance. My buddy. They just happened to find a fucking car and wheeling this dude around. It's almost like a video game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they just randomly put them. There's three people. And you're just walking around buying product. Getting autographs. <laughs> the guy that got shot three times from a mile away, right directly in the chest. And he's cool. He's, he's all right. He's going to be okay. I know it sounds morbid to laugh at this shit, but you have to laugh when the shit doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It's not realistic. You can watch some kind of show on Netflix, and that shit is more realistic. Then the shit we're getting fed from this guy. Like he didn't even have his fucking lines. And that's why my theory that Jesus Campos disappeared for weeks right after. Kind of fits in. You know, his story didn't add up then. They had to coach him. All right, you're going to stick to this. You're going to. And this is what we're going to say. Comes back with bling bling earrings. New braces. New condos that he owns. And so I'm not hating on the guy. Like I said, man, if you're told you or your family are going to disappear. But if you stick to the script, you're going to get rewarded handsomely. Can't blame people for doing that. It's sleazy. It's slimy. But I understand it. Uh, this guy who knows what his agenda is. Maybe he's trying to get an acting gig. I don't know. But what I do know is he's full of shit. He's not telling the fucking truth. Um, and there's so many people like this. There's other videos of. There's these twin. Ladies. Girls. Young ladies, I guess. That one of them got shot. They were twins. And. One of them got shot through the shoulder. It went through her shoulder and into her lung. She's recovering at the hospital. And they're both cheerleaders, the twins. One of the twins was uninjured. The other one took a bullet shoulder to the lungs. At the end of that interview, they both start doing a little cheerleading routine. Wait a minute. You fucking got shot in the shoulder. She's dancing like nothing. And there's another video of another alleged victim that had a bullet lodged in her leg and she was due to go to surgery to get it out. And her leg is not swollen. You know, all the telltale signs of some kind of gunshot wounds are not there. A lot of fuckery. A lot of bullshit. So this is what I try to focus on. Shit that is just doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. I don't know why this whole thing happened. I, I, I don't get into that. I just point out, look, what I do know is the true is not the official narrative. You can spend days on this shit, weeks, months, and many have. You can find many folks out there. 
that have really, really dug into it. And even they don't have all the answers. The more you dig into it, instead of finding answers, more questions arise. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, please answer the poll. Spotify. Apparently, I can make polls now. If I can't and you don't see any poll, maybe I presume that I could. But I did get a notification that apparently polls will be available. And it, it may be only a Spotify type of deal. So, if you are listening on Apple iTunes or any platforms, uh, that could be the reason why. Truly appreciate your help in that. I uh, do have a Patreon in the description. Uh, shout out to all the Patreons already on there. You guys, give me that energy to keep going. And this is not all in vain type of deal. Uh, right after I got kicked off of YouTube. It was a huge blow. Huge, huge fucking blow. So it's almost like we're starting from scratch again. So all the people that are supporting by not only the patrons but leaving reviews leave a review on spotify whatever you get your podcast leaving reviews makes the podcast uh stand out ahead of other podcasts and that's one that's another way if you can't financially help it's another way to do it without having to open up the wallet book any little help is amazing so a simple review is a giant help. So thank you guys all much love and we will catch you on the next episode. What do you guys want to talk about Las Vegas shit, man? I mean, I had, I have a, well, you know what? Let's listen to this pretty good interview of all people. It's with fucking Tucker Carlson. I don't trust that motherfucker at all, but on this particular clip, He's making some somewhat valid points. So his, we now know Jesus Vegas disappeared, essentially, for a couple of weeks. Nowhere to be found. And people had questions. Tucker. And this guy's on mainstream fucking clown works for Fox News Fox Noise whatever the fuck you want to use and where the fuck are you bitches he did ask a few valid questions and so I want to play his interview <clears throat> that's not the one I wanted motherfucker joining us now hey where is that fucking video Oh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> ah, damn. All right. Who the fuck are you, bro? Sorry, I can't find the clip. I had it here. Now, can't seem to find it. Can't seem to find it. Oh shit. Oh shit, can't seem to find it. Fuck, man, I thought I had it here. Can't find it. If I find it in the middle of my rampage, we'll go over it. But, uh, 
Another interesting fact, Jesus Campos was not a licensed security guard. And uh, that is a fact. <clears throat> uh, what else? I had so many things, man. I did so much fucking research and all this shit is bogging my head down right now. So if you guys want to call, if you guys have been following the Las Vegas and know a thing or two and would like to share, I can call in. Let's fucking do this. Let me open up the Skype lines. The Skype lines are not open at this moment in time, but they will be. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Miss Lemons. That's fucking awesome. All right. What do we got? How? Yeah, just fuck. A lot of shit. You guys want to talk about anything? I think I will conclude, be concluding that part of live stream. I gave you a brief interview or review. Call in. If I skipped over shit and you still don't understand, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Las Vegas. Let's talk about me fucking killing dogs 3,000 miles away. Whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about, we fucking do this. This conversation is going on Spotify, so if you guys are Spotify shy, don't call in. But if you're not, let's fucking do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got... We got no one waiting. But that's okay. Probably make a short night again. Fuck it. I'll go. I'll go get drunk by myself, or I can just fucking talk shit. Whatever you guys want. Simpsons hands. If you guys want me to get drunk and talk shit, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No fucking Simpsons hands, my ass. Oh boy. All right. <sighs> Maybe we could do comedy hour. Fuck it. We just talked Las Vegas serious shit. Maybe it's time to lighten up the mood, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> All right. How's the Merseyside Tunnel? I have no idea. What's the link? Link is in the description. Marion G. Oh, shit. Welcome, people. Oh, damn. We got people tuned in. <laughs> uh, I thought we had like seven people in here. Weezy killed my sex life. Why? Has she been rubbing loads out to the What Is Truth podcast? Is that why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what you meant by that, Mossy. Hey, if you're going to talk shit, I'm going to talk shit right back, motherfucker. Uh, Walter White says, Yeah, talk shit. I'll call in if you want. Dude, fucking anyone could call in. Call in, motherfuckers. Is it Skype? Yes, it is Skype. My phone won't install. What's up, y'all? Oh, shit, man. We got people in here. Yeah, I did a half-assed job on Las Vegas. I'll be my own critic. I had so much information to go over, so much bullshit, but... You get all this shit, and it just fucking clouds your judgment. 
then you gotta do this, and then you gotta do that, and all this fucking shit. Alright, got one collar here. Let me. Let's get our first collar. Oh, motherfucking lion. Uh oh, I'm pulling an Atwood. I'm doing lines of coke. Ah, yeah. Just kidding. I thought I had a caller. No, I don't. So anyone else want to call in? By all means, call in. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's read the comments. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Okay. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Do you have me pot of gold? No, I wish I did have a pot of gold. <laughs> also, young lady, what name would you like to be called on the air? Uh, Marion. Marion. Oh, Marion? Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, I'm saying your goddamn name wrong. What's the correct way? Marion. Marion. It's a yes. me, Marion. Remember that Mario? <laughs> Sorry, Marion. Um, That's okay. I'm trying to have fun. What What do you know about Las Vegas, or what would you like to know, or what would you like to talk about? Um, I've I've been to Las Vegas a couple of times. Um, um, I kind of like stayed up that end. I like stayed in the Luxor. Um, that's how we look in the Facebook page. I'd posted that picture. Like we we would stand um across the road for the Mandalay Bay waiting for the bus. Um, and like we were right, right next to where all that shooting was. When did um, you go? Just really. Uh, we were we were there in two thousand seventeen. We were there in the oh, May in the May. So it was only like five months later that that kind of happened. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so that's how, like, obviously you're thinking, oh my god, you know. Yeah, um, I can only imagine you were there, then five months later, this whole thing goes down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. But it's that's really insane. strange. Like, I, I didn't really look that much into it, but, like, you know, like, really thinking about it, the amount of bullets and, like, the sound from that lady that was. Um, the Uber driver. The cab yeah. It definitely sounded like there was different, um, you know, like different shooters. Like, you know, like one minute it sounded like it was such a far, a far distance away, and then. Yeah. Right above her head. Yeah. It's, um, but you'll yeah. never know the full truth as well. But that guy, the, the guy that looks like Esposito, he definitely didn't get shot in the leg. The, guy, <laughs> the Mexican Esposito. Aye. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean? It's like... They, there's video of him with a little bit of like a little blood stain. And first it was his calf. Then it was his fucking thigh. And I showed the video from the, the policeman's body cam. And mm -hmm. you don't see nothing. And he's talking about being shot maybe by a pellet gun or 
a freaking 22 caliber gun, which is essentially a fucking pellet gun. And you break down these little things. I mean, there's so many angles you could, you, I could have gone with this. Um, there's a video clip that I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the other thing that I forgot to mention. After La, uh, the Las Vegas, YouTube started taking down videos. This is when YouTube censorship really kicked into high gear. I, I did want to cover that at the beginning, but it, you just reminded me about that. But I, I do want to make sure I cover that. Right after Las Vegas, for about a week, you could find all these videos breaking down the bullshit, the fuckeries that we were mm-hmm. being told about Las Vegas. Because Las Vegas news was so hard to come by. Sheriff Lombardo was head of the, of the invest, you know, he was the spokesperson, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first two or three days, it seemed like Sheriff Lombardo was really, really devastated by everything that was going on and he was pouring his heart he seemed like a good guy about three or four days later it seemed like the fbi took 100 percent control of the situation and that's when his whole demeanor and attitude yeah, changed to change. and the fbi agent was right there next to him every press conference and his demeanor changed uh, it was like two different people, you know, Sheriff Lombardo at the very beginning was a caring person who was devastated that this had happened under his watch in his city. And mm-hmm. then a few days later, it's like someone took him out to the back, had a little talk with him. Yeah. And yeah. we had a whole new different person. And, and, and this is the same thing I said with Jesus Campos, the, the Mexican James Esposito. I can't really blame them too much. If you're being threatened to disappear or your family's going to be hurt, you're, if, yeah, you don't, if you don't I mean, go along with just... this or, or take this money that we're going to give you, I mean, I, you really can't, I hate to say it, you can't blame these people for this shit. So, like, uh, this guy, even Sheriff Lombardo, if he was threatened with that kind of shit, I, I can't blame him 100%. I mean... In an ideal world, we would want people to stand up for what they believe in and this, you know, this and that. But at the end of the day, we're all humans, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. if someone's threatening to hurt your loved ones or your family members. Of course, you'll do anything to to take them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I just, I find it strange well not strange maybe it's just it's just the type of person that I am but like if something happened and I helped out in a situation the last thing I'd want to do is go onto the TV and talk about it or like you know that that sort of thing I mean I what do you know, think were... what do you think I, I did play the Jesus Campos Ellen DeGeneres interview to me it's, yeah. it's kind of like the Prince Andrew interview and all this shit uh, or Sean Atwood's True Geordie moment, all that shit. That was Jesus Campos going to Ellen DeGeneres, and I didn't touch on this, but this is a fact. Ellen DeGeneres had financial ties to MGM Grand in the form of having uh, slot machines, the Ellen DeGeneres slot machines there. God's sake. 
And so there was financial gain. And then we find out that she was the only one to have exclusive Alright, okay, so it's all to him. a pat in the back and yeah. Yeah, yeah. they all look after each it, other, don't it's, they? It's, it's all tied in. And mm-hmm. um, MGM knew that all these lawsuits were going to turn about because of this. So they were obviously trying to trying to get ahead of the narrative. And uh, I mean, the most sought out witness that had a face-to-face gun battle with Mr. Paddock. It only agrees to show on the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's beyond fucking ridiculous. You have to be a fool to yeah. buy into this kind of shit and yeah, propaganda. Yeah, there's definitely more to it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's more to <laughs> it. And, and like I said, I'm, at the very beginning, I'm not saying I know why it happened or exactly this no i'm just pointing out the bullshit and the fuckery going on behind mm-hmm. this yeah and, yeah and you can make your own decision but you know the uh, the other thing that that uh that i wanted to point out was well you heard it right there ellen degeneres at the very end spoke for jesus campos and said he will not be giving any other interviews Case closed, essentially, leave him alone. It wasn't him <laughs> saying that. It was like she was speaking for him, you know, like his yeah, she spokesperson. Was his yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, so many weird things and uh, angles that go by. Oh, Is her show not being cancelled now? Her show? I don't know. I, don't, I never watched it. I, Never, no, no, I don't. I, it's just I know that there was something to do. She wasn't very nice to her staff or something. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure I'd read a while ago that a show was like going to wind down and finish. Uh, yeah, I don't something know. Like that, I have no idea. I, to be honest with you, I never really paid attention to her show. I, I don't find her funny. To be honest, kind of no, I don't either. Right enough. Yeah. But she always seems to get the big stars on, so I think they're all friends, you know, they're all pally pally. It's all these people tied up to these elites. Yep. She's part of the propaganda. Uh, you know, this happened under Donald Trump's administration as well. Donald Trump made a photo op with victims as well. You know, everyone criticized Obama for having all these shootings happen under his watch and false flags, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, same shit happened with Donald Trump. Las Vegas was the biggest one of them all, and it happened under Trump. And Trump went down there and uh, took the photos and, you know, make Vegas strong, yeah. hashtag, all this bullshit. They're all, it's all the same nonsense, in my opinion. I know some people don't like me saying that, but that's how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, I know you don't know who to, you don't know who to trust when you've got people in these positions. Do you know what I mean? That's they're all been um, they're just really puppets for the ones that are really pulling the strings that that will never know. Do you know what I mean? They're just well, I think anyway. Um, yeah, it just and I say this all the time. It just becomes a task in trying to figure out uh, fact from fiction at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know when you're getting it and that that's the hardest hardest part of it all uh yeah did you tune in uh yesterday to uncle bobby's yes i did (laughs) how'd you like that Good, yeah. Liked it. Yeah, Uncle Bobby and Chris were there. Good. Yeah, good I, I think I'd only stayed on to maybe about half eleven or that because I was working this morning, so I didn't catch the end. I'm still need to catch the end, and I'd, I'd missed Hev's live last night as well. So I usually catch up with that as well. So I'm working, and then you party yeah. like a rock star. No, I'm actually in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in bedroom. I've got the telly on, and I've got I've I've got my Kindle on, where I've got the my Odyssey on, and then I'm also in my uh, mobile in the Odyssey. So I'm all Mario. That's awesome. Oh yeah, you got your candlelight with some I'm Odyssey. Sorted. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know, and it's I'd also caught Freddy's. Um, Live on Thursday as well. Ah. Um, Freddie's a good dude. The week before he did, was it the to do the to be what? I think it was. Well, I can't remember exactly. It was uh, Loch Ness Monster. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Nessie, good old Nessie. Aye. Yeah, I've never seen her right enough. But... Yeah. So I I know you live in Florida right now. She's <laughs> I I know you live in Florida, so that's why you yep, can yep. talk how you want. But where are you originally yeah. from? Glasgow. Oh, okay. You're from Scotland. Okay, okay. Awesome. I I the <laughs> reason I'm asking, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I'm getting better, but I wasn't yeah, sure if you were Irish or Scottish. Accent. Yeah. No, Scottish, yeah. Scottish. It's just the way you said yeah. Marion. I thought it was like Irish. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she's Irish. <laughs> All right, no, no. <laughs> Irish Springs in the Marion. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <laughs> no, no. That was, that was bad. I, I tried, though. I try to make jokes. Sometimes they land. Sometimes they fail. But we try nonetheless. I didn't know that um you had psychic powers. I know I could kill dogs from three thousand miles away. I know away. it's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? I wonder oh, what yeah. else you could do. <laughs> I, I thought I thought I I put that on my Twitter that apparently my podcast has all kinds of crazy ass magical powers and kills dogs three thousand miles away. I thought I was gonna get more retweets. What's up, people that us on Twitters? No one's retweeting that. What the hell? Come on now. Yeah, it only had like three retweets. If you guys retweeted that shit, do you know how mad Uncle Terry would get? This is why you guys got to retweet this shit. It pisses Uncle Terry off. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. If I retweet something like... uh, Fucking... My brain's in a fart. But let's I'm say, but, but I've, I've, I've got I'm, Twitter, but I've, I've only like <laughs> did one tweet or something. I got you, I got you. But for those that do, I'm just saying, like, let's say I made a, a I made a tweet about an article on the science of farts, 
if mm-hmm. no one wanted to retweet that, I wouldn't get excuse a pun. I wouldn't get butt hurt over that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I understand that. But when it's something like this, come on, man, you guys got to retweet the shit out of that. That because then Uncle Terry's gonna see. Oh my God, this has a million retweets. I better, I better do something about it. I'm gonna go tell yeah. Odyssey on him. And then Odyssey's gonna, go gonna to say, the "Fuck decide, you." Please. <laughs> when I work at the masses. <laughs> <laughs> When I work at the mass's house. I can't do it right now. <laughs> what do you think about Gonzo? Is that too oh, much? Oh, I like me Gonzo. You like Gonzo? Um, I, but when I used to watch the Muppet Show, I liked Beaker. Uh, <laughs> you know the one? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was always going to be test tubes and that. And they went, me, 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 me. <laughs> 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 I do remember that. I do remember. Oh, like, Some people, like, I thought it was Gonzo, but people were like, no, that sounds like Miss Piggy. Like, it did sound a wee bit like Miss Piggy as well, yeah. Are you having a cocktail? No, nothing. Nothing at all. No. Uh, you're, nothing. You are. I'm being good. You're raw dogging the, the live stream, right? I know. I'm very brave. <laughs> the last time I phoned up, I was. I was really, really drunk. That was good. You were partying it up. That was good. I, uh, I was having, that. I know. But now, but, yeah. you're, just, you're just over there enjoying it nice and sober. <laughs> you're like, don't do that, Weezy. Please stop. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. Like, you know, at first you're thinking, oh my God, I can't phone up. I can't. But as I say, it's just, it's just like you're speaking to. Yeah. Obviously, you're just speaking to a person, but you know what I mean. It's that's not all like, it is. That's that's all what's um, happening. If you take that mindset, it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah, and then obviously, when you're you're in the chat, you're kind of interacting with people as well. So yeah. it's like you kind of know them as well, if you know what I mean. You know. Oh like, yeah. Um, so. Um, I get it's, it. It's good. I love to be watch Truth Family. Yeah, we got, we do good. have a little community. That's what makes yeah. it awesome. You know, this kind of stuff, like the Las Vegas shooting, these kind of things. This is what I love doing, and I was do- when we were on YouTube, I was doing that, and mm-hmm. uh, YouTube turned into fucking. Okay, well, it just went mad, but um, I hope that something can happen for people that do too many you know false copyright strikes because they should be punished for that as well surely you know like when they get overturned yeah you know because just like that's just which just seems to threaten all the time and that's the thing it's funny how Uncle Terrence loves to talk shit about everyone else Darren G uh Fucking Decca, Patty Connor mm. loves to talk shit about everyone, myself, Chancer, everyone. But if anyone dare speak the goddamn truth on this fucking character, let's file copyright strikes. So that's what I try to you do know. with Uncle, on Uncle Bobby's channel. I was just telling people, look, download the videos. But it's not Little. even that. It's like she's coming after people associated with you as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not that it's 
easier for her just to be going after one person, but it's like it's like almost like that's that seems to be our focus in life now is just to go after you and anybody that's had any interaction with you. You know, that's like yeah. that's what our goal <laughs> is. It's like stalker. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry I'm laughing. Masi says, "I think Bonzo was Heather." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fucking Masi <laughs> you know who Bonzo is right you know who I know Bonzo... he keeps calling me Maid Marion like for Robin Hood no but you know who Bonzo is right Bonzo uh, oh Bonzo fucking the dog I killed oh so I thought it was dog. <laughs> so Masi's like I think Bonzo was right. Heather <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna say that it was like an episode <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the Muppets and Gonzo had a brother called Bonzo. <laughs> uh, no, Heather's just or fucking Heather, fucking Mossy's just being hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God, that is the power you, of the live chat. Is there? Have you got any other callers that are wanting to call in? Uh, let's see. Just in case I'm taking up space. Oh, you're not taking space. I got no other callers. Shit, they could even jump in and join in, but you know, have a have a Skype menage a trois. All good. Oh, what oh, is the damn. weather like in Florida just now? Because I've I've forgotten what it's, it's like. Hot Can as, you remind me? Hot as oh. hell. It's hot as fuck out here. Oh. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why people, you know, once it starts getting colder up north, the same weather is here pretty much year-round, you know? We don't have, mm-hmm. you know how other places have a change in seasons, the leaves start falling down and changing colors yep, and all yep. this crap. We don't have that here, it's just yeah. green oh, every day it. of the year. Yeah. When I used to live in Scotland before I moved to Florida, it was just... You'd get all the seasons. You could get all the seasons in one day sometimes, the weather here. But it's been pretty rainy today, very wet. And the leaves are all falling off the trees. Mm. So we're getting getting ready to go into winter. Oh. Probably have lots of snow. Would you like uh would you like to have another female caller join in? Yeah, sure. All huh? right, let's do this. Let me on the line. She's a crowd favorite. And let's get her on the line. Yeah. See you guys' thoughts on this whole shebang and shapeel. Hello. Hello. Hello, and can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Hi, how what, you doing? What, what, what's your Betty. name online? You can call me Betty. Betty. Yeah, oh. bisexual oh. Betty. <laughs> oh. Okay. How are you, Marion? Are you all right? I'm fine, I'm fine. from Scotland, eh? I know, it's funny that, isn't it? Isn't but, it? but now, living in the nudist beaches of Florida... That's it, fighting alligators, isn't Hell it? Oh yeah, alligators. 
fucking shazwazas, um, fucking COVID juice, all kinds of shit. <laughs> See? Yeah. On Odyssey, we can pretty much talk about whatever the fuck we want. We don't have to sidestep shit, so whatever you guys want to talk about, that is on the table. I know Uncle Bobby wanted to talk about my nuts I ate last night. That's sick. Sick, man. No, that was Chris. <laughs> I don't know. One of them did. But I'm like, hey, come on now. We're on YouTube. We can't do that. But on Odyssey, uh, there's COVID talks to be had. Well, COVID. Do you, do you, want, my, do you want my experience on COVID? Yes. Oh, I I've love like, your experience on COVID. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a brush with the Delta. Right? My son... He took a job working all the way through, and he's wait, working. Wait, 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 wait. He, he said what? I say my son took a job, right? You know when everyone shut down. Yeah. You know, they, he took a a job working in a supermarket. He's worked all the way through, and been everyone's been fine. Took a new job, and he had to get the job. So then he took. He got the first one, and about what two months later, he come down with COVID. And I'm like, you know, because it's kind of hard. I think it's kind of hard to talk to certain people, about, you know. And I'm thinking that, you know, you're being told this thing can kill you. Folk are in hospital with it. And I'm sitting thinking, they're fucking no better. Like, seriously. And I'm thinking, should I order some horse stuff? Like, what the fuck, Ken? And then I didn't get it. I'm thinking... You've sh- the whole world's shut down. It, it, it makes no fucking sense. So I dodged the Delta. But w- what the fuck? Like, it's all wrong, man. It's not right. I know, you just don't know when it's when it's going to end. You know, it's, I, think, I think it's scary because you get, you know, you're being told folk that there is hospital and it's the not knowing, but, and there's remedies out, so... You know, the fact it's not being pushed, that's the whole thing that makes me very uncomfortable. When I speak to my sons about it, they're like in their 20s. They don't mm. have time to look into it. They don't, they say, I it's, it's no right, but they've not got the time to look into it. They work and then they play. And that's, you know. But yeah. look at Australia. What, what the heck's going on there? I know, it just seems like madness, doesn't it? It's yeah. Like... Well, I had a... We had Mr. L- Richard Love's pussy. <laughs> we had him on last night. All right. And he was saying that a lot of that madness that we, you and I, are seeing on online and on TV is happening down south. Um, it yeah. really hasn't been up north, and that's where Miss Hev lives. Even um, Jimmy and and uh, Richard, it, it seems like it hasn't. But eventually, all that shit just will get there. It's just a matter of time. And even though I'm here in the United States and I see the censorship bullshit in the UK, I see the police bullshit going on in Australia. I see the shit going on in Canada, Canada. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not naive enough to not think that it. It's not going to trickle down here in some way, shape, form, or another. 
And that's the scary part. And that's what we all need to be worried about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know what I did to myself earlier? I watched the. Oh, what is it? Well, all we're on the Odyssey, it. so you can say it. Well, it's a kind of change of subject, but I watched the All Nothing podcast. Oh, dear God. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, dear. With Sean and who's that other one? Rafi. And Decca. I. Oh, Christ, man. Are you talking about that, the one that happened a few days ago, or was it like, did it yeah. come out today? Oh, you were 